This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. Hey there, superwomen. I am so excited today to have my next guest. She was raised in America, but she was born in China, and now she's in Germany, which is like, you know, all over the world, right? I'm, I'm excited to talk to her because she uh, has this international perspective that, you know, makes her, what she says, a true product of globalization. And we were just talking right before we got on about how I just love the word international. Like my, I always used to say, I'm going to have a t-shirt that has international on it. <laughs> <laughs> Claire, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you very much for having me on and doing this big project of yours. I'm really looking forward to it. Yes. Um, it's it's yeah, really it's given me a, a given me a really good way of not only just uh you know, I love to talk. That's one thing, <laughs> right? Sure. But meet all these amazing, interesting women and find out how they're doing this thing called momhood, life business. It's it's incredible. Yeah. So how did you, first of all, how did you go from China to America to Germany? That's like the question we got to know. Right. So I am, um, I am an immigrant child. My parents uh, studied or had a scholarship to go to the States from China in the 80s or late 80s. And I was young and we all moved to the States. I was raised near Washington in DC. And then as soon as I graduated high school, my parents were like, Oh, we want better weather. Let's move to California. And so I went off to college in New York and uh, my parents now live in the Bay area. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was in banking. I did banking in New York until 08. Um, And then I went into finance or consulting and I did that for a couple of years. And then I realized I wasn't really happy. And, Mm -hmm. um, I was hitting that magical 30 where I took a step back and had to reevaluate what I wanted for my life. The quarter life um, crisis, right? Yeah. And people don't talk about that so much. And like, and people don't talk about how when you're in your teens or when you're in college, everyone's like, oh, and I went to a really good school. So everyone's like, oh, you're a doctor, a lawyer or in business. That's it. Uh, that's your choices. And no one talks about what else you can do. That's right. So then when I hit 30, I was more or less still single and I didn't really have anything. I worked all the time and I traveled all the time. I was in Asia literally all the time. And I always joke, I moved to San Francisco because I was based there and I moved in with 15 boxes. And when I moved out, I think four boxes were still unpacked. Wow. And so like, I, I was never home. And then um, at that point I was um, talking to a very nice German man mm-hmm. who happens to be now my husband. And um, yeah, and then we decided or I decided that I needed a little break from my career to figure out what my next steps are. And um, he suggested, why don't I take the break in Germany? I was like, great, let's just <laughs> go to Germany. Know nothing about anything here. And so when I moved here, I literally was kind of It was one of those moments where I was just kind of like, oh, I'll just try this out. I'm not going to think too much about it. I I really like, well, I'm supposed to love my husband, right? You love your husband. Of course, I love my husband too. I love my husband. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, and we basically, we hit it off and a couple 
of uh, months later, he was like, you know, we can really try to make this a thing. And then I decided to stay. And then I think the reality hit me that I was staying in Germany for the rest of my life. I think a year after I'd moved here, because wow. when I first moved here, it was just for fun, fun and games, you know, right? <laughs> fun and games. I'm, I'm going to move back to the States. I'm going to go back to banking. I'm going to, I'm just taking a little sabbatical until I figure everything out. And then this guy's like, let's think about having a life together in Munich. And we were like, oh, okay. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then since I've been here, I, I got my MBA here where I, I should say I finished my MBA here. I started it in uh, at Berkeley in California, and then I finished it here so I could build a network here. And then I did some consulting. I, I ran sales for a marketing company as well. And then, um, yeah, and then we wanted to have children, and it took us a little longer than we planned. And uh, through that entire process, um, I also had a startup, which, of course, as soon as my startup was getting somewhere, I got pregnant. Of course. And, of course, this is just life, right? <laughs> and, um, so I made, obviously, the choice of my children. And um, currently, I am officially done having kids. I have two wonderful children. Mm -hmm. I have a wonderful husband. And um, while I was going through the process of getting pregnant and all this stuff, um, I started a coaching business. And I it started more as a teaching English to German business. Mm -hmm. And then the reality of the fact is in abroad in especially in in germany the english level is quite high right and um i ended up not really teaching them english i think they a lot of them taught me grammar because you know i don't think we learned a lot of grammar i i, I did in second and third grade but right. i don't remember not, that no. Just, right <laughs> like, no <laughs> no <laughs> and so so i mean and so what ended up happening was i was working with executives because i had an mba i had my banking background and it basically snowballed into a coaching business where i help them with their presentations i give them uh, security so that they can um present and negotiate and do business on an international scale and because I also had a start of my own I've been helping women entrepreneurs and I mean men of course yeah. um, but entrepreneurs startups with uh, pitching and um, because I have the finance background I'm fairly good at asking other people to, for money and raising money for startups so I've done some of that as well and yeah so I've started a I call it communications it's I call it business coaching because at the end of the day you work with me to grow in some way and I'm we're not sure I'm not sure how I we're going to grow together but I my goal now is just to basically help my clients as much as possible so that's it that's me in a nutshell I think I love yeah. the way you have you know fluidly found your spot like keep yeah. like being open and looking and pivoting wary. and I think uh, you know, I've been in business for a long time. A lot of times when people go into entrepreneurship, they don't realize it is just like that. You just keep learning more about yourself and where your, where your spot is, you know, finding exactly what you're here to say and do. And yeah. I love this. So, you know, what are some of the hurdles that you have overcome? So, I mean, I think from my perspective, <laughs> hurdles, challenges, I think what it is for me specifically is that I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Yeah. 
And I think everyone goes through this phase somehow. Um, and I know a lot of my banking friends have gone through this phase. We all went into banking because while some, I think, honestly, I think 10% of us actually like finance and the others went in it because it was a huge signing bonus. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah? And so like, <laughs> like we were like, right. oh my God, we're 22. We make so much money. Let's just all do this. Yeah, right. And then long and right. And long and behold, you're 10, 15 years into it and you're making a lot of money and you can't, your lifestyle has grown accustomed to it. And so then you're in it. Yeah. And that's, that's right. That's that. And so like, for me, stepping out from that, it was it was really hard. It was really hard. Because again, the money was really, really nice. The lifestyle was really nice. And I was just talking to a friend how I used to travel so much, like, all through college, I made my bed every day. And then because I traveled so much in a hotel, you never had to make your bed. Right. And so then you all of a sudden are like, Oh, my God. And so like, but the problem was, again, when I hit 30, I, I really had no idea what I wanted, meaning I've made enough money to be okay. I know I can make money. This isn't yes. my goal in life. What is my goal in life? And um, something my mommy did for me is she's instilled a very strong family values and um, finding a partner and having children. And like uh, this for me was always something that was important. Important. I just didn't know in what form it would come because mm -hmm. I didn't know where I was going to live. I didn't know what continent I would be on. I didn't know what kind of person would want to handle my crazy, you know, like right. all of that. Oh, I can, I can relate to handle my crazy girl. <laughs> crazy, right? It's like, who wants to handle my crazy here? Right. And so, um, so yeah, this, there was a few things and and I think um, I finally figured out what I really wanted to do, which is um, the elements of my job from finance that I loved, which was the selling part, the presenting part, and the, really the helping or thinking that I'm helping because in finance, it's a question mark, right? But like mm -hmm. um, just the helping other people part. And when I was in finance, I did tr get to train some people and that was really nice for me. And, um, and also, you know, I come from an immigrant family. So the need for communication, the need to be able to speak, speak up and speak about yourself and be able to present yourself, that's a skill. And yeah. some people don't have it. And so what I really realized and that was my biggest hurdle was that that's what I wanted to do. I want to work with people who could benefit from this great skill of talking that I have. Yes. Because, you know, my husband says I can make friends with a tree. So, you know, like, yeah. I, well, you know, that yeah. is a huge skill because, okay, let's just yeah. stop with women first. Let's just start with women who need okay. uh, a lot of us uh, need to find our voices at some mm -hmm. point need to be able to mm -hmm. speak up and need to be able to get what we need and want. Mm -hmm. And because you do have a special combination of being uh, an immigrant mm -hmm. and a woman and mm -hmm. traveling around in a finance, let's just be real. So it's kind of a man's thing, kind of a man's world sure. a little bit, you know what I mean? But you were able to flourish sure. and do well. So, um, you know, you have a skill that can help women to, make money like hello <laughs> like yeah. i mean you're that's literally yeah. what you're doing well, <laughs> helping them to speak up so they can make money <laughs> yeah sure i i think i mean it's to make money and to be able to be paid what they're right um qualified for and i think that's the part that actually really gets to me because i think teachers i mean in america at least teachers are paid like crap right like they are. it's 
it's it's just disappointing for me, especially since I live in Europe now. I've lived here for the last decade. Mm -hmm. I see teachers here that are respected. They are paid well. They are paid better than some lawyers even, you wow. know, and that's how it's supposed to be. But I have teacher friends in the States that are, I mean, they're just nice people. Right. And the thing is, at the end of the day, I'm just, I just want to kick them. I'm just be like, <laughs> dude, ask for more money. Right. Like, you need right. to ask. If you don't ask, people don't give you things. And That's this right. is the thing. I mean, like, I am at fault for this as well. But I have always been like, you know what? I'm just going to ask for it. What's the worst they can do? Say no? Okay, so they say no. Then I'm going to ask again until at some point they will say yes to something that I want. Because right. I work hard. I work just as hard as the boys. I have to carry a lot more. And screw it. Just right. do it. And just so, like, it. Just do it. And that's usually my motto. I mean, like, it's gotten me in trouble before because, hello, I ended up in Germany. I was like, oh, just do it. But <laughs> it's worked out for the better. <laughs> it's worked out for the better. How do you balance right, it all? Exactly. Like, that's a big question, you know, because you are a busy entrepreneur. You have a husband. You have two small children. How yeah. do you balance all of that? Um, I have a lot of checklists. I'm yeah. one of those. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of checklists. And it just, you know, like, um, I have a really good friend of mine. She, um, I basically write memos to myself. So every time I talk to any of my friends, I write a memo on my calendar. Like I talked to Amy exactly two weeks ago. So please text her. And like, I do stuff like oh, that. Yeah. And so it, it sounds, it sounds really sad, but this is the only way that I can like function because I want to still be in my friends' lives. I want to have be there for my clients as much as possible. Um, I make three meals a day for my family. My husband also works a lot. And my kids, you know, like I have a great husband. He tries to come home when he can. And um, my kids are insane. So I, right. <laughs> I'm not giving them any, any credits for helping me right now. Right. Hopefully when they're older, they will. But um, it's a will. It's a will to do it, I think it's just sheer will because at the end of the day I'm building something that's mine and no one can take that away from me that's and right like as a right exactly and then I'm a coach so you know there's coaches out there that you charge thousand euros an hour or whatever ridiculous and then there's mm -hmm. coaches out there that are for free and um, I'm somewhere in the middle of course mm -hmm. but I I always and the best advice that I got is I do this because I want to do this and the number that I have makes me feel okay about the situation and if you're not okay with paying me then that's yeah. that you know and yeah. so this is kind of the way I look at things it's the will to do it it's the fair it's just something fair and I know my kids will never be this young again so I try to slot as much time as I can with them mm -hmm. um, every afternoon from about three to seven our time which is um, Berlin time I am with my kids and then yeah. all the other time if I need to do something I'll ha I have a nanny and I have my husband who tries and yeah that's it I that's good I want to do this so, yeah you yeah. just uh, basically I'm hearing that you just have to want to do it and you got to figure it out you got to figure it out. And the thing is, no one's going to help you. I'm sorry. Yeah. And like, people are like, Oh, ask for help. I was like, you, you only get help if you ask for it, but yeah. you yourself have to help yourself first to ask, even yeah. ask for that and not feel guilty about it. Right. Because it's, it's hard not to feel guilty. Yeah. And, um, but you know, my kids are going to grow up and 
I need to have something that's mine. And hopefully this coaching business is um, something that'll stay with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, I hope I it agree. does. I agree. That's good. Yeah. So let's, let's, you know, um, I'm, I, I want to ask about your parents and what they think about you no longer being in finance because you know, let's just <laughs> talk about the question. elephant in the room, right? Because mm. a lot of women, okay, so this is a cultural question, okay? Mm -hmm. Because I know that as an Asian woman, as an, a, a child of immigrant parents mm -hmm. who have expectations of their daughter, and obviously you followed a path into you know, a great paying job. And then all of a sudden mm. now you're just like out here in Germany, like coaching. It's not mm -hmm. common. True. So this is, I think your question is twofold, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. um, I think the first one is academically. So Asians, we kind of focus on the academics of things. And mm -hmm. I went to an Ivy League school. I yep. have always done I always say I've done average and it was like, well, you went to an Ivy league school. I was like, yeah, okay. Well, I did average at the yeah. Ivy league school. <laughs> um, and, and I, you know, I was like, okay, but I really, I mean, academically is not, I hope my kids never hear this, but like academically <laughs> is not really my thing, Right. but I went to the school that my parents deemed I have to go. Right. right. And um, I went into finance and my mom, so my mom, to be fair, my mom also worked her butt off and she retired two years ago as a, a vice president in a bank. Mm -hmm. And um, so she came, no English, worked her way through a big bank and third bank in the U.S. and retired as a VP. So this is a, wow. when Amazing. I'm is, it's my mother, right? Yes. And um so there was pressure. There was pressure to follow in that footsteps. There was pressure to be as successful as her, which I'm never going to be because she was amazing. Mm -hmm. And, um, but then for me, what was also really important for my family is I am a girl. So this is the cultural aspect of it. Right. And they wanted me to marry a good husband and be a mom and all this other stuff. So that part I've actually done because, you know, my husband is, as they say, a high earner, high potential mm -hmm. earner, and, mm -hmm. and just a wonderful man and a good husband. And I have two kids and I have the house and I live in the suburb. And like in, um, in Europe, you don't have a minivan in Europe, you have a cargo bike, which is like this bike where the kids go in the front and then you bike around with that. It's like a tricycle. Mm -hmm. I feel ridiculous in it, but you know, <laughs> this is what you do when you live in the suburbs and you're like, you know, you have right. this bike. And so like, um, in that aspect, they're pretty, okay and yeah. I think my mom was really supportive of this coaching thing because she thinks that I'll be very good at it and she wow, says this good. because she yes um but then she also thinks I'm crazy for I had a startup right so my mom's like why do you want to do that to yourself you will just fail and not because she knew what I was doing but it was just kind of like okay that's just something that's a joke, right? You know? Like, and I love her to pieces. And she, if, with that said, if I needed anything, she'd be the first one to be like opening her pay, pay, pay um, checkbook and saying, what do you need? You know, right. like, but it's just, I don't know. I think overall, my parents are fine with me. But to be fair, I also have a brother who is like perfect. And so the pressure is really not on me so much. I oh, okay. Yeah. That everyone's like, Oh, he's perfect. I was like, yeah, he is perfect. So it's okay. It's okay. I, I can be a little nuts. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's good. How would you, you know, because there's a lot of young women who, you know, have, they're experiencing different levels of cultural pressure, different levels of, mm. and it doesn't have to be Asian female, doesn't it? Has, it could be any woman, mm. any whose parents want them to do right. what they want them to do. Right. Yeah. How do you, how do they um, overcome that? What would you say? I think at the end of the day, it's an honesty question. You mm-hmm. have to look in the mirror at yourself every morning. And you have to be honest with yourself. Like you have to be honest with the fact that you're successful or not successful and you have to be able to live with yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I, um, so I, I coach a lot of successful women in their mid forties and a lot of them gave up family and children to be for their careers. And I'm, I was current, um, well, we're, we're finished our sessions now because she's been placed and I was helping her transition careers. And, um, you know, I am a career coach. I help you take your next step in work. But we, what we ended up really talking about was she is in her mid forties and she doesn't have anything but work. And the thing is though, she was also one of the happiest people I knew because she was okay with that you know she she made a decision she looked into the mirror and she was like this is it this is my job my career me is what comes first and um her family I think was really disappointed she comes from a very conservative background Mm -hmm. and for me I think that's a lot of respect you know because society says as women we should have get married have kids and all this other stuff but she said to herself, this is not what I want. I have a huge family. I don't need my own kids. I have nieces and et cetera, et cetera. Nieces, nephews, all that. And for me, I like my job. I like my career. I want to take the next step. I want to do better for myself. And mm-hmm. that level of honesty and to be self-contained in that is what I think is important. And she, what we always talk about is she was just really honest with herself and I think anyone going through any struggles especially those pre-meds I know a lot of pre-meds at Columbia who are not happy to be a pre-med they were just there because mommy and daddy said you should be a doctor right um or you should be this or you should be that and there's a lot of shoulds right Mm -hmm. and I think to be able to push away those shoulds you have it's a luxury it's a luxury to say oh I don't, I mean, like, I don't need to get a full-time job. You're right. And I should, but I don't need it. And like, um, I think at a certain point you should do something becomes one of those things that is a more of a burden than, I don't know. I just, I just think you need to be honest with yourself. Just come down to honesty, just straight up. Be honest with yourself. Yeah. Be honest with yourself. Look what you can and can't do. I mean, yeah. Okay. You're really, and that's, I mean, that's the thing. I've always been very good at what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean I like it. I was good in consulting. I was good with people. I could do sales when I wanted to. I was not bad at it. I got rewarded for it, but it doesn't mean I should or want to do it forever. And yeah, right. That's the thing. I think and that's the thing with a lot of women. I think we're all really smart. We're all really accomplished in our own way, but just because you're smart and accomplished in a certain sector, doesn't mean you need to be doing that thing forever. Right. You can branch out. So that's right. That's my opinion, I guess. Yeah. How do you stay motivated? Well, um, I don't <laughs> want to be bored. I, I, I get bored easily. Yeah. I, mean, I think this is why I'm in Germany because like, I don't really understand what they're saying sometimes. So right. it's like still kind of interesting. And then, um, 
yeah, I just want to learn. I want to meet people. I think I'm in coaching because I talk too much and I like people. Yeah. And I think people are the biggest, is the biggest question in the world because everyone's different. Everyone yeah. will view something differently. So I stay motivated because, well, you know, I want to meet people and I don't want to be boring. Yeah. As my husband say, I'm never boring, but yeah. I think I'm boring. You yeah. sound like me. You sound like me. I'm just... I'm just fascinated by people at the talk and I just keep on doing stuff. Just keep, I never am bored. I'm never bored. My mom told me, go ahead. And if you're bored, then you're not motivated. I think like if you're bored, as soon as you're bored, you're like, Oh God, I have to do something. I I know. Like, like today, my, my daughter is finally napping for those moms out there. Mm-hmm. And then for three, if for two and a half, almost three hours, she napped. And I didn't know what to do with myself. So I made like gnocchi, which is like old mashed potatoes with like this whole Italian this whole thing, feast. <laughs> which would have taken like, which takes like two hours. And I just made it when she was sleeping. And then I was sitting there going, why didn't I just take a nap? Take a her? nap. Right. I know. Right. Why did I have to do this? But anyways, so no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Well, you know what? You are just a joy and I am so <laughs> excited to have you a part of our big project. Yeah, and um, yeah. So where can we find you? If, if someone um, who wants to get some coaching or just connect, how do we find you? So um, my website is Claire, C-L-A-R-E, Wimmer, W-I-M-M-E-R.com. So ClaireWimmer.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, I, I coach three areas effectively. I coach career transition. So that means CVs, assessment centers, the classic trying to help you get a job, making sure your digital footprint, which is really important and people overlook that, is up to par. Um, making sure your resume is filled with the buzzwords so it goes past the automation stuff within Mm -hmm. big companies. Um, So that's one sector, so career. Um, The other section I do is uh, starting your own business, so startups, because I have started two businesses of my Mm -hmm. own. And um, I especially like uh, startups that need to go out for funding. So meaning you need to write a pitch, you are, you have to come up with financials so that um, investment company likes you. Um, That is actually my specialty. So I specialize in helping people do that. And then uh, the third thing that I do is basically executive coaching. Um, And I help you be more comfortable in what you do in the position that you have and stepping into it as a whole. Um, Yeah. International business in that sense, meaning because I'm in Germany, um, but then I work, I worked with a lot of Chinese. I am Chinese. And so I speak Chinese and taking Western companies into Asia is also my other forte. And also in Germany, what I've actually done is helping the Chinese adapt to Germans and their culture here. So really I do a little bit of, I call it business coaching because I am there to just basically support you, have someone, it's like a therapist, but for your career. Yeah. Um, That's how I always call it. And yeah. Um, I love that. ClaireWimmer.com. Well, Claire, thank you so much uh, for being here. And I look forward to getting to know more about you and what you do. (laughs) Great.